With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM, as Trent Condon and myself with you here uh, for the next couple of hours. Thanks for joining us on the program this morning. Coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list, we will uh, hear from our buddy David Kaplan, but prior to that, we're going to hear from Bill Bender from the Sporting News. By the way, if you uh, tune in to listen to Governor Reynolds uh, and her daily press conferences, that uh, has been uh, posted. Postponed today. No press conference from the governor today. Apparently, she's making her way to Washington uh, to meet with the president and the VP. Uh, so, no Governor Kim Reynolds. So, Trent and I have a full two hours of programming here today. Bill Bender, Sporting News, uh, in about 20 minutes. David Kaplan, sponsored by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Cappy joins the program at 1040 in the 11 o'clock hour. Zubin Mahente from ESPN. Trent Zubin and I. Uh, we'll go around the world of sports. Should be a good segment. Lots to talk about with Zubin. How are you, Trent Condon? Oh, hanging in there. Getting uh, more and more optimistic about uh, just the world coming together. Things are opening up and getting back to some sense of normalcy. Of course, the concerns still remain. They're still going to be there. And I think they're going to be there for quite a while. But at least I'm hopeful that sports appear, at least the continued conversation, NBA, NHL, what they're going to do with the shortened season, and of course Major League Baseball, which is paramount to me. Yeah, I'm ready for these guys to to start to get their way back out there. I know what, the NBA has a, a couple of states that have a possibility of opening up their training camp. Is it as soon as Friday? Yeah, but then I thought that was shot down because it's an unfair competitive advantage for right. some teams to begin practice. It's going to be the curtain's going to go up, and I think seemingly don't you have to do that for all the teams? You have to wait till everybody can practice. Well, and maybe you're not allowed to have organized team activities, but you can open up the gym if guys haven't been able to get shots up and and do some do some so, social distancing that way. I think maybe that, that could be a possibility. Yeah, I think we've seen some of that as far as guys getting in gym. Not uh, conversely, I don't think the NHL players are skating. Oh yeah, I don't. Think I mean, so. that's more difficult. You can go to your driveway and get some shots up. You got sure. Hook. Well, you can go to your drive and get some shots up. There's so many. You can't drive down a street in Canada where kids have, where boys have grown up in that house and see a garage door in one piece. <laughs> you, just, you just can't. Just firing pucks at uh, the garage door. Not, I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's it's a right of being a Canadian boy. You get shots, but you're not doing it on Right. Uh, no, absolutely. A little piece of plexiglass. By the way, speaking of shots and speaking of hockey, just I don't want to dwell on this because, well, very few people. It uh, doesn't move much needles. But we're still waiting on the AHL decision. Right. I mean, the Iowa Wild, I don't think they think they're coming back. Mm-hmm. I know that Chris Connolly over at the Iowa Event Center, they took the ice out of Wells Fargo. 
But apparently that decision is going to be made on Friday oh, okay. regarding the AHL. At least that's from Canadian hockey, hockey media that I follow. Look, there, there's no way that... Look, I think it's a long shot for the NHL to come back. The mm-hmm. AHL, please. Yeah, yeah. They don't have television contracts. Right. You know, they, they just don't. And, um, you know, those rosters, I would anticipate a lot of the NHL teams, if indeed they go, will expand them. And But anyways, we shall see. Yeah, I'm with you on baseball. The Cleveland Indians report has been shot down yes. as being BS, which... You know, got a lot of people excited. You know, there's an NFL guy, uh, a guy on, N- on on Twitter. Is it NFL schedule? What the hell is his oh, name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember we've talked about this guy in the past. Right. He schedule leaks or something. In yeah. It. And, Trent, I don't know many how many years ago, but seemingly everybody was taking this guy as the be-all, end-all, that somehow he's on the inside and has all this schedule stuff, right? And, I mean, I know I, know I got sucked in, uh, and I know I'm not alone, because there was a whole bunch of blue check marks that were retweeting this guy's stuff. Um, can you find what? Can you find it, who it is? Is it NFL at Leaks NFL? How many followers does he have? 1,100. Uh, this guy had 2,800. 2,800, okay. Well, it's something like that anyways. He's tweeting out a whole bunch of stuff, and there's a whole bunch of NFL fans that are very excited and very pleased to see that their teams, uh, some of their teams' games. I just, I think I learned my lesson. Yeah. You know, um, was embarrassed, but uh, like a lot of people, we fell for it. I saw a report by an NFL writer, and I can't find it, and I can't remember who it was, that tweeted this morning, and I think I told you this when I came in, and I subsequently I've not been able to find this, that Tampa Bay and Kansas City are going to rework their uh, schedules, future schedules, allowing Tampa Bay to come to Kansas City. See, the Chiefs oh, okay. were supposed to go to KC this year. The Buccaneers were... The Buccaneers were supposed to host Kansas City. Host, okay, yeah. Gotcha. Right. Tampa Bay now, apparently what I saw earlier, is going to... Is going to I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to give up a couple of future home games in order to get Tampa Bay and Tom Brady right. at Arrowhead Stadium for Thursday night, and that tweet's gone. So I think that that guy <laughs> might have been following the fake guy uh-huh. that everybody has been. Anyways, we'll find out tomorrow in due time. Tomorrow is the release of the NFL schedule. Apparently it's a three-hour extravaganza. I don't know about you, but I've carved out all 180 minutes. Oh, you got it all. Knocked it out in every I've, yeah, single I've, schedule. I'm, well, I'm going to, um, yeah, I'll find 180 minutes in my very <laughs> busy nothing-to-watch schedule. Uh, speaking of the NFL, I found uh, some fun numbers here. Something a little bit different as it pertains to betting. And this is basically a sequence of win totals for a team, and you can bet on them. So, What just, do you mean a, se- a sequence? So let's start with my team, the Chicago Bears. Okay. And you bet on them to win a certain number of games. Not an over-under of 8.5. Not strictly this number alone. There are four different groupings for every team in the NFL. This comes uh, offshore from betonline.ag. The Bears to win between five and nine games. Oh, it's one of those kind of. Okay, I got it. So that is the favorite at five to eight. The next is win 10 to 14 games. That's two to one. Zero to four games, nine to two. And 15 or 16 Mm -hmm. games is 100 to one. So Mm -hmm. they have all these. Let's take a look at your Denver Broncos. Five to nine is five to nine. How about that? Mm -hmm. 10 to 14, five to two. They can win 10 games. There's some love for the Broncos this year, Trent. Plus 350? That's something to think about there. 0 to 4, 7 to 2, and 15 or 16, 125 to 1. What are the Chiefs? 
Give me, give me the top number, the 15 to 16. I mean, I don't think they will, but what they would have to be the top the number shortest price is 10 to 10 to 14 wins. Yeah. It's 5 to 9. So 10 to 14 is the top number. So there's yes. no 15 or 16 for the Chiefs. It is. It's at the bottom. It is 20 to 1. Uh-huh. Can they go 15 to 1? No. No. <laughs> I hope not. Division's too good. Division's I, improved enough. I think you're right. I think Denver's improved. I think the Raiders are maybe 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 we'll see. More likely though. I mean the 15 or 16 is 20 to 1. 0 to 4 wins is 18 to 1. I mean, I would really? if I had to take a bet, I'd certainly do the twenty to one of them winning fifteen or sixteen yeah, games. No, they're not going to win fewer than four games. No, unless Mahomes blows out knee in yeah, August. But still, they're not going to they're not going to lose that many games. Well, they, yeah, we saw Matt Moore go in there last year. And and he did very well. Beat the Vikings, and they picked him off the street. Remember, right. he was coaching a high school football team for yeah. crying out loud. Andy Reid team is not going to win zero four. Games. I can't see it. But it's good that we're talking NFL because, um, well, we've got the NFL and we don't have baseball and we don't know when we're going to have baseball. Is the golf still on? Do you know? Because as far as I know, yeah. There was was that the middle of May that we saw some mm-hmm. chatter about that. Is the Brady, um, Manning, Tiger, Phil thing still on? I haven't seen any postponement. I haven't looked for that. I, I haven't either. And when I don't even re- remember when that was supposed I to be. I thought it was coming up in May. Let's look here. Uh, found da, 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 talking about their TNT. No spectators, but and I think they were on the East Coast somewhere. Okay, uh, going through, and this uh, article is just talking about kind of the past event. Uh, this is from ESPN. You think it would come up quicker if it was going to be there? Right. Maybe they haven't haven't come up with an official date yet, still to be determined. Because I I've don't know. clicked on three different um, three different links right here. And none of them have the actual date for it. Just says raising money for COVID nineteen relief, nine million dollar purse. Mm-hmm. Um, May twenty fourth is a potential date uh, for that for that uh, event. Yes, pa- so, is it pay per view or did they take it off pay per view? Do you know? Uh, not seeing in the article here, but May twenty fourth. All right, so we get Sunday night, of course. Two more parts, and yep. then the following week after that. Speaking of that, do you see the ESPN is releasing? More 30 for 30s. Three new ones that'll be coming up on Sunday nights over the four weeks oh, I after did you have the last the, dance. Do you yes. have the list? I do have the list. Let me see if I can pop it up here in my saved uh, documents from the day. But three more. The two-parter okay. is on Lance Armstrong. Does that do anything for you? Mm, yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. The, it's all right. Yeah, just because of the, I mean, the, the fall from grace is like, I mean, few. You know, when you're talking about guys that that were at the absolute pinnacle and to and to be knocked down the, the, as far as they were, and he cheated, right? Right. He yeah. should be knocked down, and that whole, you know, the whole brace. Look, I think he's tried to make uh, as, as best as he could. He still participates in rag bar periodically, does he not? Although I don't know um, how recently the last yeah, time we the, saw him. Yeah, maybe within the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the PGA is not scheduled to start until uh, the middle of June. Now is is when they hope to get going. So Mid- middle of June, sixteenth so, through the eighteenth. That is in Hawaii. Don't know. Uh, canceled, canceled, canceled. Scrolling through here, yeah, it, it's a mess trying to find that. Here are your other uh, documentaries that'll be coming out on ESPN. So we got something more to look forward to on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. Lance, one two parter. Okay, yep. I'm gonna dive into that. Well, what else we can do? <laughs> Not a whole lot. Right. Uh, the one after that, though, maybe a little bit of a stretch. It's about the life of Bruce Lee. No. 
doesn't do I it for me. I'm with you. I'll watch it probably. On ESPN? On ESPN. That'll be Sunday, June 7th, and then... Here's one that's going to get I think they'll take you. Monday, June 8th off. <laughs> <laughs> Put that down as vacation yeah. day for Ken. June 14th. The last one of the new ones from 30 for 30. It's called Long Gone Summer. About the Oh, Sammy McGuire? Yes. In, 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 in. Following the baseball strike. Yep. Now that one could be a two, three, four, five parter. Yeah, no, I'm totally in. You know, I was I was so wrong about the the uh, that was the big Andrew String Dion, and I I can't remember which reporter found it in McGuire's mm-hmm. locker and I my take on this look it's not a big deal. It's it's an over the counter thing. Look, I was taking it. Yeah. I, I I was taking it when I was lifting. Oh really? Yes, every day. I mean by the spoonful. Huh. White substance kinda of like a spoonful of sugar, yeah. by like powder stuff. Put it in water or Gatorade or something? No, I think I just I think I just, just took it? the spoon and yeah and <laughs> and, and swallowed it down. Uh, but you know, as we come to find out it was a derivative of a steroid, right? right? And um, yeah, that was boy. That was a fun summer, Trent. That was yes. that was a really fun summer. We, that was a big, big talker back in '98. Oh, a I can imagine huge talker on our radio program. Big, 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 big. Yeah, that's good. So when's that? Middle of June. That'll be June 14th. At that point, maybe spring no. training two. Yes, uh, maybe is underway or coming up that week. Uh huh. A couple of weeks lead up, and as you have targeted for months. July 4th. July yeah. 4th. Uh, fingers crossed. Get baseball back. Yeah, fingers crossed. I saw that uh, Governor Reynolds, uh, this uh, came out in, um, I don't know where it was. Yesterday or the day before, she was quoted, somebody asked her about high school sports. Mm-hmm. Summers, the summer sports. Yes. And she did not rule out that they were going to be able to be held. She's She's still hopeful that... Uh, summer sports, summer high school sports mm-hmm. will be a go. Now, have you heard anything about that? I've talked to a couple of people on that realm, and it, it really depends on who you talk to. Because we people, talked to Rob Luther yesterday. Yep. and He didn't he, sound very optimistic. No, I've talked to two different athletic directors, though, here in the area. Okay. One of them was very optimistic that there would be a season, that there would be softball and baseball in high school this year. Starting when? June first is when they're going to basically reevaluate if that well, happens. Well, she Governor Reynolds said that there would be announcement by June the first. June first, yes, and she's optimistic that they will go forward. It would basically be a two week lead up. You'd get practice for two weeks leading in, and then a shortened season. So middle of June, you're starting to play games. Yep. June fifteenth, you're playing double headers uh, in the CIML. That's what they normally do. Right. But and how many the, times a week do they normally play? Is it twice? It, they have it set up right now where they play Mondays and Wednesdays for the most part. They're double okay. headers, and then they sprinkle in some single games or maybe a double header against you know, another team that's not in their division or not in the CIML. They'll do that from time to time. I would guess you're probably looking to add even more if uh-huh. you have the pitching depth, certainly to do that. Oh, sure. You know, for Johnston, it's not a big deal. I mean, they got, they got 12 guys yeah. that can go out there and pitch varsity baseball. Other teams, not so much. Mm-hmm. You know, the Urbandales, the Johnstons, the Valleys, Dowlings of the World, Waukee, they're going to all be in good shape. Southeast Polk, but. Yeah, the Polar Bears in North, not so much. Right. Yeah. Right. They, they don't, they don't got 15 guys that can right. throw at that level. But if that happens, we're basically looking at a four week regular season. Okay. Say you As play, opposed to how many normally? Uh, I think it's eight okay. weeks. So about half of one. About okay. half of a season. So instead of about 30 games that they play in the regular season, you're probably talking about 15. Better get off to a good start. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, think about also how quickly they have to put the sub-state brackets together, uh-huh. the regional brackets for softball side. Because they won't push back the state tournament if they, they're still... They're, that's going to remain. Every, so the ADs you spoke with mm-hmm. said that... They hope 
to be able to start, and they will not push back the state tournament. So that's a right. very much an abbreviated season. Because the state tournament's always that last week in July, first yeah. week in, in August for baseball. It's the weekend before for softball, so you're talking late July mm-hmm. for that one. You're and still we know the that. Iowa Cubs are out of town because yeah. they've already taken those right, and right. put that schedule and in place. And when they put the new schedule, you know, if they have to reevaluate, that'll be put in there, but... That's the plan. Some optimism, some pessimism Look out there. Look at us talking optimistically this oh, morning. I love it. I absolutely love it, and I, I hope it happens so much. Now, I was talking to uh, a coach, uh, this is weeks ago, but he said he's got four or five guys that played baseball, were good athletes, were great baseball players, but they didn't get to play their spring sport. Mm. And because of that, a couple of track guys, and like, hey, i got a courtesy runner, i got a pinch runner here, that just want to go out in their senior season, though they haven't been great baseball players, they want to go out. And just finish on that note. No, they and, didn't and hang get... out with their boys for yeah. one more time. Hanging out. I, I'm you know, all for it, Trent. Yes. With your they, classmates and your teammates. Yep. And They didn't get to walk on the stage and get yes. their diploma. They lost so much to the senior class. I mean, I, I get it. Um, as we talked to Rob Luther, I hope that... I mean, Luther, he's talking about out-of-the-box thinking. Do you play basketball first and then the football season in... Sure. January, February, March, if you have to. I mean, this, this is, as we know, throughout the entire world, not just sports, things are going to be different. Um, so that remains to be seen if indeed that's the way it goes. We're going to dive into some college football with Bill Bender coming up here in a few. And, and there's so many contingency plans. We've talked about that a lot lately. The Big 12, after Gene Taylor made some news over the weekend. Yeah, good for him, by the yes. way. He didn't, he didn't hold back one no. little bit. You know, Bolsby has been very out front uh-huh. with things. I haven't heard a lot from Kevin. Can you imagine being uh, Kevin Warren? No, I can't. Well, no. You, you mean, get the job. This, yeah, right. January 1. And this falls on your plate. There you go. Uh-huh. All right, that, now you got to cancel your conference basketball right. tournaments, no right. NCAA tournament, and, and you're canceling spring sports, and on and on and on. The Big 12 as a whole, yes, we're the northernmost outpost here, mm-hmm. us in West Virginia with Iowa State in the Big 12, but it's very similar. The Big 10, just how wide-ranging it is, from Lincoln and Iowa yeah. City to, to New York, to New Jersey, yeah, and, and how different it is there, and what you have to deal with on top of it. How long did it take for West Virginia to get their first case? Remember, how, they were last. Were yes, they, not? I think they it was were. Idaho was was forty ninth, and I think West Virginia was last before yeah. they got them. So it's just you're talking about completely different worlds. A full schedule without things cropping up, I think, is more likely in the Big Twelve than it would be in the Big know. Ten. I don't know, Trent. I don't. There's just it's, we just don't know yes. at this point. But we're being optimistic here. Uh, by the way, happy anniversary to the color analyst of the Iowa Wolves and to our friend uh, Baseball Benny. He's been a longtime uh, radio caller. Twenty second anniversary for Ben. <laughs> oh, and one of Tony. my favorite stories. As they jumped in the car the early in the morning in Central Iowa, they were off to Wrigley Field to watch the Cubs and the Astros. Those are fun days too. You get up bright and early. You're headed to the. You're, you're going to, to the, the Wrigley. Yep. They made it all the way to Altoona before they pulled into Prairie Meadows and wa- and did not watch Gary Wood strike out 20. 20 strikeouts <laughs> in the game. They had a chance to be they there were instead. They got up in the morning with all intent. They were off to Chicago to spend the day at Wrigley Field, and then they'll drive home after the game, make a day out of it. Tony Itzeni, Ben Carroll, jump in the car all the way to Altoona before they made a detour and... 
<laughs> Missed the 20 strikeout. Oh. Funny stuff. All right, Trent, let's do this. iHeart and KXNO want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword SMILE to 200-200 right now. Your chance to win $1,000. That's SMILE to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. David Kaplan still to come this hour. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO 106 IA.org. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Sports Station, 1460 KX and all. Let's get to Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Uh, He joins us. Normally, we'd be talking a whole bunch of college football with Bill Bender. We'll get to that point. Fingers crossed, Bill Bender. Good to talk to you, though. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you coming on, Bill. And I know that uh, you at the Sporting News have been uh, doing a whole bunch of uh, of writing on the uh, on the Last Dance, uh, the trilogy, if you will, as we're six points into it, and uh, you're into the Dream Team now. That was a big part uh, of one of the episodes this past Sunday. What's your favorite nugget about the Dream Team, Bill? Is it perhaps the fact and and I guess I never I didn't go back and look at all the box scores, but the fact that apparently they didn't call a single timeout uh, in any of their games is one of the ones that struck me. How about you? I think you know they had eight players that scored twenty thousand points in the NBA. I think you know they just you forget all the All Star appearances, all the star power on that team. They they were awesome, and uh, yeah, it sounds like we all needed to see that that scrimmage at Monaco. Oh, those teams. that would have been a lot of fun. So yeah, it. it it's definitely been well put together and a nice distraction for us who have been stuck at home. Bill, uh, we are the same age. Uh, I believe you're class of 98 from high school, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, we're exact same age. So going through this and the memories that were popping out, one of the biggest takeaways for me is the gambling portion of it, A, because I'm a degenerate, and B, because at that time I was in middle school as you were and just – Michael Jordan, he was rarefied. He was completely different than than anybody in the world of sports, even though Walter Payton was my favorite football player growing up, and, and I had different players that I like. He was different. The takeaway in, in your memories of that time, being the same age, and finding out, Michael Jordan, boy, this guy likes to gamble. And he was in Atlantic City until 2.30 in the morning? That's not right. Yeah, I mean, you know, those, those stories are legendary, obviously, and part of the legacy and it's just interesting to see that um how today's generation takes jordan i mean there i've seen a lot of columns written the last couple of days about how petty he was and mm-hmm. how uh you know he he he's ripping on kraus and well that's what he's been doing for a long time he's always been a petty person and but that's part of the reason why he was such a great player too so I think it makes it interesting in a lot of ways. Yeah, I'd like to ask some of those authors if they would like him on their team. Because I'm guessing the answer would universally be, yeah, in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah, it's really, really uh, a fun watch, Bill. And sadly, there's only two more Sundays, but um, you know, hopefully we'll find something else by then. What's the likelihood, Bill, college football, that we maintain the 
Because one of the things I'm seeing, and I'm sure you've, there's just so much out there, right? The conferences may not be the same as we know them. Uh, that there might uh, every school might not be able to participate, but some will, and we want to allow them to play in some shape, form, or fashion. What are you hearing regarding conference alignment, at least for this year? Might that be a casualty? Um, maybe, and I think you know there might be certain schools that can't go, and parts of the country that got hit harder than others and i think that you know the sec seems to be bent on playing and i think a couple things i think the one that i you should prepare for the possibility that not every school will be able to go out of the 130 mm-hmm. i think that's one i think two scheduling might be a little more creative i don't i've heard talk about the spring season i just don't know about that knowing how many prospects would go to the nfl so right. i mean best case to me is you get it in October or late September, miss a couple games, nine or eight or nine games, and maybe social distancing with the fans. I think that seems like the best-case scenario at this point. Yeah, it certainly feels that way. I saw Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director at Notre Dame, some comments from him yesterday to Dennis Dodd of CBS and talking about you know, what Notre Dame is going to be facing with conferences kind of all over the place, what they're going to do, some of the wide-flung conferences that we have and just different states having different parameters. How about Notre Dame? If, if it becomes where, you know what, we're just going to play conferences decide, we're just going to play conference games, what does that mean in your mind for Notre Dame? Well, I mean, it'd be trouble. I mean, but they again, if a school can't go in the Big Ten, don't you think they might jump in there yeah. uh, for a year? And if there's no absolute conference ties, so I think Notre Dame would find a way to find games and, and be able to play. And you know, I just think this is a logistical nightmare for a lot of people. I mean, it's not like the NFL that's going to release its schedule tomorrow, mm-hmm. and it's easy. It would be easy. And I think one thing they're going to do tomorrow is build in a lot of the less important games for teams early in the season because they're going to, you know, if they have to lop off two, three, four weeks, and that's a viable possibility, then the NFL can do it a lot easier than college football can. Yeah, and I think they've already made contingency plans to even move the Super Bowl to the last weekend in February uh, if they have to back it up. Uh, Bill, I want to go back. Uh, maybe last week uh, you wrote a piece on the top 10 quarterbacks for the 2021 draft, of course. Uh, and I thought Bruce Feldman, he wrote, wrote one uh, yesterday at The Athletic, but your piece uh, came out uh, some time ago. And, of course, Trevor Lawrence is right on top, and Justin Fields is, you know, I don't know if he's close behind him, but he's certainly... You know, he's uh, seemingly uh, the consensus number two. But, boy, it gets interesting at that after that, right? Even Lance. Uh, is it Trey Lance, the quarterback who was unbelievable at North Dakota State up in Fargo? Uh, he's getting a lot of love. And you've got Brock Purdy on the list, uh, Bill. I think you had him towards in your top ten. I think you had him at number eight. But Brock Purdy made the list. From where you sit right now, who do you think the most likely quarterback to be taken after Lawrence and Fields would be? Probably Trey Lance right now, but you got to leave yourself open for surprises. I mean, Jamie Newman, Kellen Mond could be that guy if they have big seasons in the SEC. Um, Lance could just as easily fall off because he's in the FCS or wait a year, given that he was a uh, redshirt freshman. So all of those things are at work. Um, but you have to leave yourself for that surprise quarterback. That, that said, as I wrote in the article, it's very slim that somebody other than Trevor Lawrence will be taking number one, in my opinion. I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. He's one of the best quarterback prospects in years. Uh, Justin Fields could give him a run, but it's hard not to picture 
Trevor Lawrence going number one next year. No, it really is. You know who, I was reading your piece, Bill, it just reminded me, I mean, a kid who came completely out of nowhere, right? Tanner Morgan, uh, who did not, uh, he was banged up, what, two years ago. Uh, boy, he had a better year than, and I was, you know, I was watching a lot of Gophers football because I picked him to win the West and thought for a long time I was going to be right. But, boy, Tanner Morgan had a hell of a year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and he's got a chance to move up those boards next year. Um, so I, I think Morgan could, yeah, and he's got a pretty good receiver in the shot, Bateman, then he's I'll say. too. And P.J. Flex done a good job of bringing some decent skill position talent in there, and they can continue to build around that. So, yeah, I think Tanner Morgan's at probably of the Big Ten quarterbacks the second-best NFL prospect next year uh, yeah. behind Fields. And, you know, I mean, Sean Clifford will have something to say about that and a couple others, but – yeah, Tanner Morgan had an impressive year he can build on. Yeah, and was he not – I mean, wasn't it Anikstad's job before oh, yeah, he got hurt? Oh, yeah, felt that way. I felt that way to me, mm-hmm. too. Hey, uh, another guy that you mentioned in your column, Bill, just, well, a, a road up the road from us, up in Fargo, North Dakota State's Trey Lance. Redshirt freshman a year ago, ridiculous numbers, 2,800 yards passing, 1,100 yards rushing. I'm seeing more and more people talking about him in the future still. He's going to be a redshirt sophomore this season, though he would be draft eligible. What can you tell us about Trey Lance at North Dakota State? Oh, I mean, dynamic skill set. Obviously, 42 total touchdowns last year. Plays in a system where he's going to have a lot of success at North Dakota State because they're going to beat most of the teams, if not all of them, that they play. Um, so I think he's going to get a lot of attention as that sleeper quarterback behind Fields and Lawrence. And, uh, I think they play Oregon in the opener if we get the opener, and that would be a really Oof. big opportunity. Yeah, I mean, if Oregon, I put it this way, if Oregon had Trey Lance, they'd probably be among the national title contenders. You think about wow. that. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's very interesting. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, last thing for you. I, I know you're a Favre guy. I'm not throwing, you know, trying to you know end the interview by pissing you off because you're a Favre <laughs> guy. Uh, and look at I am too. I'm an Elway guy because I'm a Broncos fan, but my favorite NFL player I think of all time is is Brett Favre. What do you make of this story that's circulating that um you know he was I mean he, apparently there was a uh, a group the, a nonprofit group that's now under a lot of scrutiny from the from the feds uh for taking a whole bunch of money they shouldn't have and apparently Brett Favre was the recipient of over a million dollars to do a couple of speeches that he wasn't required well to even show up to do. Not a good look if true. What do you know anything more? Nothing I know yet, but yeah, obviously that would be something he would get in trouble for. It seems like you know, Brett's found his way into the news a couple times in the last few weeks, whether it was for that or you know you had to run into the pending Packers quarterback soap, soap opera. Yes. Of course, Brett was going to have a co-starring role in that. But um, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, hopefully we'll, we'll find out more details on that. And then as for the Packers quarterback situation, Aaron Rodgers has got one or two years left. Maybe one. And they maybe move on after that, and that's part of the game. But, you know, I, I think I would just not worry about it this year. I think he's got to go out and play and, you know, try to get that team back to the playoffs. And we will have tons of NFL schedule content at Sporting News tomorrow. Oh, good. Yeah, look, uh, looking forward to that, uh, Bill Bender. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be ironic if uh, if Rodgers ends up a Viking? <laughs> No, that would not be wrong. That would be horrible. Yeah, no. You said you weren't going to make me mad. Uh, and I promise I wouldn't do it. <laughs> uh, sorry about that, Bill. Good. Th- uh, thank you for coming on. Appreciate the conversation, as always, and look forward to doing it in the weeks ahead. Thank you, Bill. 
Hey, thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. Bill Benner, Sporting News, sportingnews.com. A whole bunch of NFL content, as Bill said, at the Sporting News. That uh, Twitter account that we were talking about with all the schedule leaks that continue to come out, it's continuing to build followers. I, I don't know when it was... When it was actually put up, but I think the, I think you're getting sucked in, folks. This is the same one from a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, when, and he shut that one down. The one that you found, Trent, the, the NFL schedule leak that that. Yeah. So the, his new one is NFL schedule leaks 2020. Oh, okay. And when I looked at it this morning, he had like 2,400 followers. He's up to 3,600 followers now. And if memory serves, this is the exact same thing that happened when it did a few years ago, that he came out, put all this stuff out there. Everybody jumped on board. Everybody was telling their friends, hey, you here? We're opening up against the dot, dot, dot. We'll see if, he, if he's right or not. He wasn't last time. Uh, NFL Schedule Leaks 2020 uh, is this dude's account. His latest tweet, Monday Night Football, Week 4, Texans at the Bears. So there you go. Deshaun Watson coming to town. He could have been oh. a Chicago Bear. That's who I I didn't hear that trend. What happened there? <laughs> uh, well, when you. they moved up to two. I was just sitting there. And that's what you thought. I, huh? I thought that's who, it, yeah. who I wanted. Yeah. I was not a Mahomes guy, as you I remember. You but it was... Deshaun Watson coming to Chicago. They moved up to guarantee they were going to get him. Chicago Bears select Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky. Yeah. Uh, my daughter was just a baby at the time. She looked at me as I yelled out. <laughs> Thought maybe I got shot. She wasn't sure. Oh, what a disappointing time. And it hasn't ended. No, it's going to end this year, though. He's yeah, going yeah. to be the starting quarterback. So, 5-11. Here we go. Uh, Where was we'll- that bet? Zero to four? <laughs> yeah, you're jumping on board that one, Might are you? Be. All right, we'll come back with David Kaplan. He's our buddy from Chicago. Centurion Stone sponsors Cappy. Uh, if you're new to the program, we have Cappy each and every Wednesday. We have to record Cappy as he is currently on the air. We do that just after 8.30 on Wednesday mornings. Um, I did not know that it was the 22nd anniversary of Kerry Wood. I'm not sure where that would have come up or not. By the way, just one thing on, uh, because I know our buddy Glenn over in Guttenberg is listening. Mm-hmm. He, he tunes in for, well, I think he's listening a lot, but he loves Cappy's uh, segment. He ran into somebody at the Field of Dreams uh, where they're building the new stadium mm-hmm. for the baseball game, the Major League game in August. They're still on schedule. I mean, oh, really? They're, they're going full speed ahead. Okay. They are to... I guess continued like the game is going to happen. That is their impression that they've been told by MLB uh, that the game will happen if indeed there is baseball. So more that's... optimism. Look at us, sunshine rainbows today. Yeah, absolutely, throw the balloons in there too. All right, uh, Cappy next. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO one oh six. World Whiskey of the Year. Time to get our buddy from Chicago. He's David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa, sponsors Cappy as we go uh, east to the Windy City. Cappy, Trent, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Cap? I'm good, boys. How you doing? Hope all that your fine listeners are safe and healthy. Well, we're doing our best. I won't speak for all of them, but I know a lot of them are. Cap, let's uh, you know, let's go back to Sunday night. Is that uh, the last dance continues to dominate even in the middle of the week? It was it's such a terrific series. My, I had a couple of takeaways. I want to start first of all with John Wozniak. Did you know this cat, Cap? Uh, his story. Uh, I pro- met him and been around because I was around so much. I knew who he was, and I had interacted, but, like, no, I didn't have a relationship with him. But it's funny, on Monday morning, my producer, Danny Zetterman, says, hey, go to line two. 
that guy who beat Michael at pitching quarters, his son's on the phone. Oh, wow. And his son was listening in Nashville and apparently listens to our radio show every day. I had <laughs> nice. no idea. And he said, oh, I listen every day down here on your app. And boom, we had a nice chat with him, and he talked about his dad. His dad passed away in, in January yep. of colon cancer. But do you know that he told us until the day his dad died, Michael Jordan paid him his full salary, even though he wasn't working for him for a long time. Yeah, it's a remarkable story, Cap. Just, you know, someone in that position could get as close as apparently he did. I mean, Jordan had, a, I would think, a pretty private uh, inner circle, if you will. And I'm not saying that this guy was on the complete inside, but, you know, he was outside guarding that circle for, for so many years. Um, well, you that, know how they met, right? Well, there was that all the way back to throwing quarters? No. Yeah. So this guy was a well-known narcotics detective in Chicago. And Michael's looking as he gets bigger and bigger. He's going to need security because he literally can't go to a movie. He can't go to a grocery shop. None of it. And so he hired a couple of guys, and they said, we need another guy. And Michael said, all right, who are you going to hire? They said, we got a guy. Let's see if he wants to do this. And it was this guy, John. And so he, Michael does not know him. John is at the Chicago Stadium. Michael pulls in, and he said, Hey, Michael, I'm John. Uh, I think we're going to talk later. I'll park your car for you. And (laughs) he goes to park it, and he smashes the car. He breaks up the uh, back window of Michael's truck, and boom, shatters it. Comes in, and he's like, "Uh, We had an issue. I backed into something. And can you just wait until I get my paycheck next Friday, and then I'll pay you for the damage. And, of course, Michael didn't take the money. Michael respected the heck out of the honesty, and that started a friendship that went on for a long, long time. Uh, certainly one of the great scenes in uh, the two parts that we saw on Sunday night. Another big piece, Cappy, my ears perked up. I'm sure yours did as well as a gambler. was about the gambling part of it. Now, my remembrance of it was very different. I was in middle school. I was 13. Michael Jordan was he was a god, and because of that, I was just baffled by all this. Oh, why Why he would be up at all nights and on and on and on. In Chicago, I'm sure the story was much different, but take us through that time period in your remembrance of the Atlantic City trip. Yeah, I still to this day think that that was such an overblown story and a really bad look for the media mm-hmm. because Michael Jordan went to a legal casino. He was accompanied by his father, and a couple of his inner circle, and they make a call ahead and say, Michael wants to play some blackjack. Uh, so they get him a in private table. He goes down there. He eats dinner. He plays blackjack. He gets back in a limousine. He falls asleep, wakes up. He's at the hotel, walks in, goes back to bed, gets some rest, and then didn't have a good game. Oh, because he's human. <laughs> and the media questioned him like, what a horrific thing you did. How could you not have gone to Bible study, and then when you got done with Bible study, make sure that you ate something that wasn't fattening and wasn't bad for you, and then make sure you're in bed by 8 o'clock with some cookies and warm milk and have your mom read you a bedtime. So, like, really? Or, is that where we're at? And I, I, to this day, there are things about being in this business that I think the average person dislikes the media in large part. Not everybody but I think they don't trust the media. And part of it is that reason, because we want to micromanage everybody's lives, and we feel like we're entitled 
to know everything about what they're doing, and I personally believe we're not. Hmm. Cap, uh, a couple more things on this, and we want to you know move around uh, sports with you. What I did not know, and I and I just actually read this today. I, I didn't know that Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan had a falling out, and of all things, a falling out over Barkley, who's paid to criticize players, coaches, general managers uh, in his seat at TNT. Apparently, he criticized the general manager, Michael Jordan, and since that time, uh, they've been sideways, and they were as tight as two guys can be, Cap. Yeah, and actually, it started on the Waddle and Sylvie show. That's where he made the comment. And the question was asked about Michael Jordan, the owner. And Charles just simply said, look, I love him like a brother. That's how close we are. He's done a lousy job because he surrounds himself with yes men. It's all his buddies. And they know no one will stand up to him because they all want their paycheck. And Michael got ticked. And they haven't spoken since. Michael blasted him. And that's it. And Charles was on Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. He said, I don't see the rift ending anytime soon. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but... I have to be honest when I'm doing my job. And I, I lost a little respect for Michael that he would blow up what he called the guy he was closest to in the NBA mm-hmm. was Charles Barkley. He'd blow up this lengthy friendship that he called his brother over a guy doing his job as an analyst. Come on. David Kaplan joining us, presented by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Cappy, uh, as you go through this, we've all loved it. It's given us content, certainly for what we do in our day-to-day lives. But for you, are there any parts that you haven't liked, any parts that you haven't enjoyed through six parts? The only thing I would say if I could sit down with Jason Hare, the director, is it's a little choppy at times. Yeah. Where, wait, hold on a second. Are we talking about the 89 series against the Pistons? Now we're back in 98, and then we're at 90. And then we're back in 98. Like, I would rather it was more chronologically done, but I'm sure he had a good reason for doing that. But I've had that criticism, and I've had a lot of my listeners, my wife, my kids, who have said, jumps around too much, David. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll, we'll see where this heads from here, but it's still been wildly entertaining. No, it really has. Cap, you know, one other piece uh, from this past weekend. Um, the Dream Team, the, the medal uh, uh, the medal the celebration, if you will, when they're 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 going to go out there, they're going to be given their gold medals. Of course, everybody's supposed to be wearing their gear, uh, and Reebok had sponsored it, and, and Jordan had a plan, and he had a plan as they were moving over uh, for the uh, for the ceremony, <laughs> and he came out with that uh, an American flag draped over the night the Reebok logo, uh, so no one could have that picture for perpetuity of him out in Nike gear. What a brilliant, brilliant marketing mind. Look, you have to admire Michael's loyalty. And if you cross Michael Jordan, you basically have written your ticket that it's over. He's not going to forgive you, and that's who he is. And that's you know what makes Michael the, the great player he was, his competitive drive and his you know, willingness to go to take a position, and then that's it. I'm going to the extreme level. But, uh, yeah, when he did that, the Nike people had to be wildly pleased because – Look, what would it have done for Reebok? Nothing. No one's going out and buying Reeboks because Michael's pictured in the Reebok uniform or Reebok warm-up suit. No one is going out and going, whoa, i got to go get some Reeboks now. But when they tried to tell Michael, and you saw that scene, Harvey Schiller is a blank, and <laughs> yeah. Michael went, screw you. You're not going to tell me what to do. Right. So, yeah, I thought it was interesting. 
Cap to the here and now with the Bears last week. Uh, made a signing, one that at least created a little bit of a ripple as they didn't go safety in the draft. Tayshawn Gibson comes in on a one-year deal. $3 million, coming off a broken wrist, a decent season last year with the Texans, but still was cut uh, with that injury. Looks like a pretty good other side of the safety position and, and a big question mark, at least uh, plug a hole for the Bears going into next season. Yeah, I think this is a better fit than Ha-Ha Clinton Dix. Mm-hmm. Ha-Ha Clinton Dix is a good football player, but it forced Eddie Jackson out of his free safety role where he could be you know, that ball-hawking guy and... This is probably, if this guy can stay healthy, Eddie Jackson goes back to being the center fielder and doing what he does best, and this guy's a hard hitter and breaks on the ball really well. So we'll see where this goes, but I'm excited that they're able to get this guy. Capo, um, now that we know that Andy Dalton is released and he signed with the Cowboys, meanwhile Nick Foles, where they, they traded and they gave up a fourth-rounder, and they didn't have a lot of picks this year, as we know. Did they panic, Cap? Uh, no, I mean, they had to have known that the Cincinnati Bengals were going to draft Joe Burrow and that Andy Dalton was going to be on the street. And I don't think that people look closely enough at Andy Dalton, the quarterback. They just think, well, he's a Bengal, he stinks. Yet he led this team to the playoffs as many times as he did. He's got better stats than some starting quarterbacks. Now, I know Nick Foles has the ultimate stat in the Super Bowl ring, but when Dalton signed, did that put salt in the wound of Bears fans that are you know, still disappointed that Foles is their guy, and they gave up the draft pick? No, because Andy Dalton sucks, in my <laughs> opinion. He, was he a good player five years ago? Yes. He was a solid quarterback. Now, I don't think he's very good, and I think he would have been simply just a backup. He would not have pushed Mitchell Trubisky. Nick Foles, if he's healthy and behind a good old line, Nick Foles is a solid football player. Now, I still think it's Mitch's job to I do, lose. too. Uh, Jeff Saturday was on SportsCenter last night. He said the same thing. This is Mitchell Trubisky's job to lose. Don't believe the people that think it's automatically Nick Foles because Nick Foles is very injury prone. He gets banged up a lot. I don't think he's anywhere near as athletic as Maserati Mitch. So we're going to see where this whole thing heads. But, no, I don't think they panicked at all. Cam Newton's still sitting on the shelf for a reason. No one knows if he's healthy. He doesn't know your system. So, no, I wouldn't have brought him in, despite what Mike Lombardi thinks who, by the way, uh, that guy drives me nuts because he has an opinion on everything, and he got fired out of the league. So my point to you is they like Nick. The coaches know Nick. He knows the system. Everyone raves about the kind of guy he is, whether he's the backup or the starter. So I like the move that they made. Over to some baseball to finish up with you, Cap. There was a report yesterday from Trevor Plouffe, major leaguer, not a guy known for breaking news, but – that uh, baseball is looking at spring training, too, starting up on June 10th with a start date, opening day of July 1st. What are you hearing on the baseball side of things? We keep hearing from people I trust in the game that they absolutely feel like there's going to be a season. It'll be a shortened season, but that we will play baseball. Now, do they have a plan that they've settled on? No. And I was told by someone very close to the commissioner, just someone I've dealt with for years, he said they've got four or five different plans. But he said they are planning that they're playing baseball. Hmm. That's absolutely on their agenda. Hmm. They're not going to finish the NHL season or the NBA, are they? Uh, you know, they came out, what, yesterday and said we're prepared to play all the way to Labor Day. So yeah. 
I don't think they're ready to write off all that money. No chance. We shall see. Obviously, the television contracts with the local affiliates play a big, big role in any decisions, apparently. Cap, we're out of time. Great to talk to you, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Stay safe and healthy. You do the same. Thank you, David Cap. Chicago Centurion Stone of Iowa uh, making cap uh, possible. Centurion Stone of Iowa.com. You can uh, check them out online as the showroom is currently closed. Uh, but uh, you can find, I think, what you need there. You can find the, uh, the testimonials if you want to hear from other people. And if you're looking for manufactured or natural stone to accent or update your exterior or your interior, a number of people uh, have put their testimonial up online as to what Centurion Stone of Iowa has done for them. A variety of styles, patterns, and colors for every need. Uh, over 200 color and pattern combinations. Centurion Stone of Iowa. Once the green light is given, they're at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. But for now, you can join them online at Centurion Stone of Iowa. He's not a big Andy Dalton fan. No, no, apparently. Trent, I... I think that the you know in this case Cap is one of the many that doesn't take a closer look. I'm not saying he's going to Canton. No, I'm not saying he's a top ten quarterback in the league. Nick Foles certainly isn't. No, not even close. Even last year, throw sixteen touchdown, fourteen interceptions on an awful, awful team. He's banged up, yeah. but you look through his career, he's he's solid and. You know, a piece of it too is is completion percentage. It's something that I don't think you see. A whole lot of guys make a huge jump one way or the other as their career progresses. And Nick Foles, outside of the run in the playoffs, it just it's not very good. Mm-hmm. It's consistently he's consistently bad. Who were they battling with for his services? I mean, they <laughs> point, as you yeah. know they had two, they didn't have a one, mm-hmm. they didn't have a three. They traded away their four, so they had on back to draft weekend they had two twos, and I think they did very well. Mm-hmm. Two twos. Three fives, and then what? A couple of sevens. So no first, no third, no fourth, no sixth round picks. But they got Nick Foles. I think he's going to disappoint. I'm I, right I there with try. you. Yeah, I, I do not like this one iota. Cam Newton still stays out there. What, what's it's injuries. He still, Cam Newton or Nick Foles? We're going to take a shot. Who has certainly who has the higher ceiling? It's not close. It's Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, if he's healthy, because he was the MVP of the league as right. recently as five years ago. For four NFL seasons ago, he was the MVP of the league. Um, I, I'm with you. I think I think that they they panicked. I have no idea who they were bidding against, but uh, he's your quarterback, and Ugh. I'm with Cap. I think it's Mitchell Trubisky. I'm not so. I'm not. You've so, been on that for a while. Yeah, I just. Trend. I mean, the pressure has to be on Mitchell Trubisky. Here's the thing. I'm assuming Ryan Pace and company are hoping against hope that all of a sudden Trubisky's light goes on mm-hmm. because Watson and Mahomes continue uh, to make that look that pick look worse and worse and worse every day. And by the way, the uh, the third overall pick, Solomon Thomas, that year? Yeah. Didn't the, get the uh, fifth-year option. Absolutely. That was such a – that draft, as you look at it, I mean, other than the two of the quarterbacks – um, there were so many guys that did not get picked up that fifth-year option. You can run down that list. I don't know what the percentage is every year, 
Uh, but boy, seemingly like this past year was just one of those crazy ones. Anyways, we are out of hour. Uh, the governor is not going to uh, be part of our program today. She is uh, on a plane or, or headed to Washington to meet with the president. So no Governor Reynolds press conference today. We will continue on. Zuba Mahente coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. Miller and Condon are with you and we're with you until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.